Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Welcome, friends, to another fun-filled, adventurous episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are in Season 2, show number 8. Um, I think it's going to be a good show, but um, yeah, we, we don't know well, about Travis over there. I don't think so. Anything goes, folks. Anything goes. But um, this week, we are bringing you an OG Beat to Hell version of Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic. God. Originally, <laughs> God damn, he's just spreading the hate, folks. But this album was originally released April 8th, 1975. And this is the third album from the Toxic Twins and Company. Mm. Uh, but mm. b- before we dive into what I like to call a nice classic. Yeah. Let's uh one of us calls it that. Yeah, gosh, what a hater. <laughs> um but you know something, I do know something that he's not going to hate on this week, folks. We got a special announcement here on Beers, Brews and Vinyl Reviews. We do. Um do you want to tell him? Yeah, uh so the, uh, I'm going to tell him the whole story, all right? Okay, you tell him the whole story. So, um for quite a while, we've been making a plug to uh, Marshall Amplification for uh, one of their mini fridges. Brandon and I both play Marshalls. We have Marshall Amps, among others. And we had a benefactor of the show, Brandon's brother, Brent Chance. Big up to my brother, Mr. Brent Chance, out of Mansfield, Ohio. Absolutely. Uh, Actually, I think he's technically Shiloh, Ohio, but, you know, same yeah. difference. We'll, we'll say the greater north-central Ohio area. Um, so he told Brandon that, to expect a package. And so Brandon and I are assuming it's going to be a, a nice little care package with some cool swag beers, right? Yeah, because I honestly thought he was going to send us like a case of Stroh's yeah. because he texted me one time and he was like, uh, have you guys found Stroh's yet? And we're like, no. So I honestly thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah, and we were pretty jazzed about that because we want to do Stroh's for one of the episodes. And then uh, he gets the um, you know the notification that it's been delivered, the package, uh from uh, FedEx. Yes, and I just want to throw this out there. I'll probably say it twice, but fuck you, FedEx. And it was delivered, but not to his house. Yes, it was <laughs> not even within eyesight of my fucking house. It was down the lane at a, another building, another um, home. And uh, so he goes, he finally gets it picked up, brings it back home, and then I get a picture. Uh, he texts me. And it's the fucking Marshall Mini Fridge. Yes, we have a Marshall Mini Fridge, courtesy of my brother, Mr. Brent Chance. Which is pretty fucking awesome. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, dude, we love it. Um, We're already putting it to good use. Yes, it's already put to good use here at the beautiful Husky Slim Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, I would say, I guess he's like... 
he's not a top fan. I'd say we'd have to call him a super fan or yeah. may, maybe El Presidente of the uh, yeah. I think of, he, he can pick be- he can pick his official title for he, the show. I'm, I think we should list him though as like a, a an executive producer. Yeah, because I mean, you know, he would be like El Presidente of the Beers and Brews and Vinyl Reviews uh, official fan club. Um, you know, because you know, I thought that was a pretty fucking cool thing to do because I do know he does like the show. Yeah. And um, I think we should just throw it out there. Um, he's thrown me some stuff that he's wanted to listen to. Yep. So, you know, he is a super fan slash El Presidente, whatever to his title he wants <laughs> to be. We we haven't talked to him about it yet as we're recording. But, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and give him his uh, episode um, next week, I believe. Isn't it? Or no. Yeah, no. We can is next it next week? week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is right next week. Yeah, because we're already doing show eight. Yeah, so. we only have two episodes left this season. So, yeah, God, this season's flown by. So we're going to give him his episode, and he has specifically requested Cinderella's follow-up album to the great debut that they had, um, Long Cold Winter. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. And... um. I I mean, you know, hey, if you want to get in on the action and become a super fan, um, you know, a VPI uh record cleaner would be pretty fucking banging. But um yeah, that would be cool. What uh let's talk about some analytics you and I were talking about before the show. No, no, yeah, that's right. We do got some more special news. This whole episode so far has just been nothing but special news, but a lot of cool updates. Yeah, we do got some new analytics that's just came in over the wire. Do you want to crunch the numbers real quick? I will, hold on. He's crunching harder, folks. No, are you sure you crunched them all? Hold on. Oh shit. There go. Now they popped up on the big screen. All uh, right. Uh, go ahead. Tell, go? tell them. All tell right. them. So now we, we moved into some new uh, countries. We're in 17 countries now, including a, a new continent. We're in Australia. Uh, yeah. G'day, mate. <laughs> G'day, mate. Some <laughs> shrimp on the barbie, eh? Uh, so I guess we're going to have to do Foster's in an upcoming episode. Oh, I, hey, I'm down for the big oil cans. I, I tell you what. Yeah. Um, Our, our closer show for this season. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the beer right now. It's going to be Foster's. Yep. But the album, I believe our Aussie friends will approve of that album. And that's all I'm going to give you, folks. Yeah. And I'll just say that everybody should approve of that album. And if you don't, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you. Yes, we are getting the fucks out early this week, folks. Yeah. Folks, fucks, folks. It all just <laughs> flows together when you've done been into the Barley Pops. That's all the same. Well, speaking of barley pops, yeah, I know. Uh, I was going to take the last swallow of uh, what I got here, and uh, I'm going to get into the uh, official beers, brews, and vinyl reviews, courtesy of our super fan, uh, Mr. Brent Chance, uh, mini fridge. You know, we've said it so many times, it's hard to forget that we are no longer plugging that amplification company that's across the pond in the UK. That's right. So all of our UK listeners, you guys, feel free to hit their website up and tell them what (laughs) douchebags they were because they would not send nothing to the show. But I'm going to dive in here and I'm going to see what Travis brought us this week. It was kind of a weird bit of selection. Uh, (laughs) It's oh, not... Hold on, I'm going to swing it around so you can actually hear the seal break in here. There you go. Uh, but I, I, this is a good beer. It's been a long time since I had it, but uh, I don't know if you've ever had this or not. 
Oh, I don't know. He's got it wrapped in... Uh, it's wrapped in plastic bags because we do try to keep the beers a uh, secret mm-hmm. from each other here. Ooh. You ever had it? I think I have, but it's been a long time ago. Do you want to tell folks what it is? Sure. We got some Sapporo Premium Beer. I believe I've had this at the Japanese Steakhouse, I think, is where I had it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and from what I remember, it was pretty tasty but then again i could have just been drunker and shit i mean you know sometimes when you go to the uh, hibachi it's easy to overindulge in the sake you know when they're uh that's true kind of tossing it around like it's free yeah that's true but uh you know i ain't gonna turn down free liquor that's right um i don't know any of the stats on it if you want to fill them in on that i mean I actually, it tastes like an American style lager. I don't know what what it's marketed as, um, but you know, it's been quite a few years since I had it. You know, I do remember it always being pretty tasty, um, but it's it, you know it's imported by uh, some place in Wisconsin, which they Wisconsin has a lot of breweries. They import a lot of beers there. Actually, it says product of Vietnam on the back. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. But you know us, folks. We don't do no fucking research on this show. No, Brandon and I are both looking at the can right now, figuring out all the research. I don't know, but the can is pretty fucking tight looking. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. It almost reminds you um, of, remember the old galvanized trash cans? Yeah. It's kind of got that kind of look to it. I mean, it's not shaped like that, of course, folks. No, but it's kind of like, what were those, like hexagonal, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it feels like it's a pretty beefy can, too. It does. I mean. You ready? You sure this motherfucker ain't steel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. We're going in. Sapporo Premium. All right. Dude, I think these are steel cans. Yeah, it's tasty. That's kind of how I remember it. It's been a while. Yeah, I like it. Smooth. Honestly, it's a beer that really doesn't taste like the can. I mean, that's that's a theme. Like, I don't know why all those shitty beers just taste like the can. Is <laughs> the, do they use really cheap cans? Like, is there something lining that aluminum in those cans? Well, you know the Keystone uh, <laughs> that we did in season one, you know, that used to have a specially lined can. That's true. Um, no, I like it. Yeah, it's good. It, it's pretty light. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I believe I had it a long time ago at the Japanese Steakhouse. Yeah. And, I mean, it goes great with... Uh, scallops, shrimp, uh, beef, chicken. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Just get it and drink it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to drink, right? But I'm telling you, I think it is a steel can. It's cr- try to crush it. It's pretty thick. Ah, right? uh, she is yeah. a steel can. Um, I got I got my trusty uh, flashlight with a magnet yeah. on it right here, and she is sticking. Yep. Nice. No wonder. But hey, it's still good. Yeah. It is tasty. It's been a long time since I had it. Honestly, since I figured you didn't really not like this album this week, mm-hmm. um, I figured he was going to stop by uh, one of the seedy downtown Raleigh areas and pick I up thought, a can of Hurricane yeah. malt liquor or something. I thought about it. Jeez, uh, no, we're, we. I don't think we're going to review the Hurricane malt liquor, folks. But mm, but then again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's possible because right. North Carolina liquor laws really blow ass. And Plus, as we move into uh, hurricane season, right? <clears throat> oh, well, yeah. That might make sense. 
or well, hockey season's still going on, and our yeah. our team down here is the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Um, but you know, sorry, not a big hockey fan. I do like that the Blue Jackets are in the same division now. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's like you really can't get to the games with every all the bullshit that's going down still. So, yeah, you know, sure. concert seasons, you know, kind of haven't been keeping up with those. Uh, yep. But something we have been keeping up with. I mean, I just want to throw it out there, and then we'll get into this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, this past week I had a nice piece of vinyl show up that it, I ordered it in January, folks, and I just received it this week. Um, possibly a future show. I think that's a season three episode. I, I think so, too. Um, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it out there because we don't know you know, what order we're going to do anything yet mm-hmm. for season three. Yeah. Um, Skid Row's debut, and it is on translucent purple vinyl. Limited 180 ed- gram too, right? Yeah, 180 yeah, gram nice limited edition. Yeah. Like I said, I ordered it in January and just now got it. So the pressing plants, I believe, are behind. <laughs> I think I was just reading something this week, and uh, most labels – or putting about six months on from when they send the masters to the pressing plant to when they get the records back. It's about a six-month turnaround right now. So um, there's you one little peak of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some other choice ones that we've tossed around. And like I've said before, if there's something that you guys want to hear or you know want us to review, hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at yahoo.com or hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews on the Facebook page. Um, I think we're in the process of getting an Instagram page put up. Yep, should be up by the time season three starts. So, you know, keep your eyes open for that. Um, I mean, you know, um, a lot of you actually have our personal numbers. I mean, hit us up that way. I mean, hit us up on Messenger. I mean, you can access the show folks so you know but like i said we've only honestly we've only had a select few people mm-hmm. that really yeah. keep we've, putting input into it we've had a handful of requests but it'd be good to have some more for beers and uh records yeah and like i said um if you guys suggest a beer and if it's something we know we can't get hey feel free to be a friend of the show and just don't use that that certain shipping company that I I had to say fuck this, you to at the beginning not, because honestly it delivered properly. Yeah, I think we just had to cancel that company. Um, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know the post office is just as bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, everything's just a shit show. <laughs> but anyway, let's dive into the Aerosmith Toys in the Attic. All right. Uh, what'd you give the album cover and artwork? This is the highest uh oh, rated shit. segment. I gave the album cover and artwork a four. I think it's pretty sweet looking. I've always liked this cover. See, I I went back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a two, five, and a three. Um, I mean, to me, I know it's one of those uh, covers that when you see it, you know what the album is. Yeah. And I've always loved that script, Aerosmith logo. Yeah, it's cool looking. Um. But to me, just the old, you know, kind of ratty toys in the attic, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of boring with the brown around it. And then, I mean, the back's kind of cool, you know, it's got mm-hmm. the picture of the band, you know, which is typical 70s album. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, like I said, you you can see this some bitch from 30 feet away and you know what the fuck it is. 
Yeah, you do. And, and you, then the, uh, you probably know to avoid it then. Oh, shit. Here he goes. I don't know why he, you know, here's the thing. He's a big police fan, and That's I'm true. not. Mm-hmm. We did that episode, and I actually didn't think it was that bad of an album. Now, hold on. We also did a Kicks episode, and you're a huge Kicks fan. And yes, I'm I not, am. And I gave that some pretty good ratings. You gave it some. Right. But you still was hating on it more than I thought you would. Cause but I still I thought you it. would like the ACDC I, aspects I, I, of I it. I did, and I brought that up. But I don't know. Uh, well, that, that's going to take us right into strong tracks right here. Oh, God. Will you go ahead and start it off? So this is a first for the show. Oh, he's going to say zero. <laughs> strong track rating is a one, and there are no strong tracks on oh, this record. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> so he's giving it that. Well, I mean, I actually, I gave it a four. I mean, you got the singles off of it. You got Toys in the Attic, uh, Sweet Emotion, and You See Me Crying. Those were all singles off of it. Was Walk This Way a single? Walk This Way, I do not believe, was a single. That's crazy. No, those were the only three singles. And I never knew You See Me Crying was a single. No, it's weird. It seems like Walk This Way, because that song sucks slightly less than everything else on the record. You'd think that'd be a single. Well, anyway, but then <laughs> I, I also added that there are a few more gems, haha, pun intended, mm-hmm. on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave it a four. Was Rocks the next album after well, that? Right. Okay, you you dove in there, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. I do not like this album as much as Rocks. Yeah. But if you listen to this album and then put on Rocks, you can see where they were heading with this album, and then you see where they were at Rocks. And then I think kind of after that, that's when the Toxic Twins was really into full effect and everything just started going to shit. Is that when Joe and Brad left for a while? Right? Didn't they do a, an album or two without them? Yeah, I think that was a little later. Was I it, think, was that maybe Draw the Line that, era? Aerosmith is I think that was heading more towards the 80s because um, Joe Perry had the Joe Perry yeah, yeah. Project that's right. and shit like that. But... Um, Okay, well, obviously, Travis don't like the album. <laughs> hey, they all cannot be zingers, folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, think about it. Last week was a love fest with the uh, GNR Appetite. Was, I would like to say, too, I've been listening to Guns N' Roses all week since we did that episode. I know, it's such a fucking great yeah, album. If you do not own it, run out and buy it. Yeah, Appetite. Okay, so I, I don't even know if I should ask you for a favorite track because I'm... <laughs> you can. Okay, go ahead. I gave it a one. The answer is none. Ah, oh, none. I do. I did put a little note here. I think "Big Ten Inch" is kind of funny, but it's a cover. <laughs> yeah, it is a cover song. Uh, it's a honestly, it's a great cover song by Mr. Bull Moose Jackson, I believe. Uh, hold on, I got some notes here. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. Um, the thing that I did like about Big Ten Inch, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a funny song because if you, if, uh, well, my wife, your sister, she yep. was cooking the other night and I had it on uh, downstairs and <laughs> she's like, did he just say what I think he said? And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you know, he's talking about when he whipped out his Big Ten Inch That's record. Right. <laughs> um, you know, here on Beers, Brews and Vinyl Reviews, we whip out our Big 12 Inch ladies. <laughs> That's right. No. Yes, albums, <laughs> albums. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like a 1952 cover of Bull Moose Jackson. Um, 
the thing that I did really like about that song, yeah, was uh, it they kept it, they they didn't try to rockify it. They left it, yeah, kind of jazzy, and I believe that was a song that they first heard on. Um, I think it was the Doctor Demento. I used to love Doctor Demento. I think they had like a tape or something. They had a lot of the music from the Doctor Demento show, yeah. and I think that's where they first heard it, and then that's why they wanted to uh, do a cover of it. You know what? That right there is my favorite thing about this fucking record is that they used to listen to the Doctor Demento show. Well, it. I've got something else in mind for you. I think you'll change your mind a little bit. I won't. Uh, I think it will. You'll you'll find it humorous. Uh, should we go to track to avoid? Well, I didn't get my favorite track. I, I didn't know there are any good tracks. Yes, on there this. are good tracks on this album. Jesus, right. crime and Christ. <laughs> okay, so my favorite track. Uh, I gave it a four. Um, I went no more, no more. All right. I love the pace on that. Um, let's see. It's pretty much a song that they threw together. It's, it's pretty much about life on the road. Um, I like the Stones guitar vibe to it. I love the harmonies on it. The the little um, guitar sweeping breaks that's on it. Yeah. You know, when it kind of goes soft and then it kicks back in gritty. I love it. And uh, It's funny. Then it after it... What is it? It's around, I think, maybe three minutes. Then the vocals just cut out, and then it just turns into a fucking rock-out jam session. Um, So it's weird about this song. So this is like the second song inside two, right? It's right after um, Sweet Emotion, right? Yeah, yeah. So by the time I got to this point in the record, that's exactly what I was thinking about the fucking record is no more, no more. <sighs> Such a hater, folks. Good God. Ah, shit. Gee, I can't wait until we do <laughs> Debbie Boone's classics. Um, all right. So then you got your favorite track shoehorned in there. What do you got for track to avoid? Um, I did give this one a one. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Uncle Salty. Um, I just really don't care for it, and I just didn't think it fit on the album. Yeah. I mean, I get that the song was kind of about... Someone in an orphanage that was abused, you know, whatever. But sure. it, I just don't think it fit on this album. And honestly, I don't think Steven Tyler is the right person to try to be, you know, kind of singing about that type of shit. Yeah. You know. No, agreed. Uh, so, track to avoid, I gave it a one. Um, so, my notes, I actually do have a couple songs picked for this segment. Uh, but before the, the song titles, I just wrote all of them. <laughs> All of them are tracks to avoid. However, uh, these are the two that I singled out. Adam's Apple, I just thought was a bad song. Yeah, I, that's not one of my favorites on here neither, yeah. but I thought Uncle Saudi was just a lot. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And then I had Sweet Emotion because it's been played to death and it was never a good song to begin with. <sighs> we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well... Uh, I'll start with this one. Okay, go ahead. So, Deep Cuts, uh, you should be listening to. I gave it a one. Uh, and I, my notes say none of them. But <laughs> I did bust your balls just like two sections ago about this. But the one song that is not very good, but it's better than the other songs on the record, is No More, No More. All right. At least he's kind of coming <laughs> around. Honestly... My favorite track, it it was a little hard for me to pick because I got two on this album, Yeah. but I went ahead and threw my other one as my deep cut, 
and I gave it a five because I really like this one. Mm-hmm. It's round and round. Um, yeah. I think it's a great Brad Whitford song. Um, I think he's always been a very underrated guitar player. I agree with that. Um, he's got a good guitar tone, right? Yes, he does. And um, like you know, that song, I think it's the darkest sounding song on this album. It's got great guitar tone. I think it's it's got that Zeppelin sounding drum beat from Joey Kramer, mm-hmm. and I just think Stevens' vocals on it are pretty fucking killer. Brad Whitford's mostly played Les Pauls over the years, right? Um, I know he's played a little bit of everything, but it yeah. seems like I've seen him play Les Pauls more than other stuff. Yeah, I think Les Pauls and probably Telly's, I think. I think those are about the only couple yeah. things I can remember. I know Joe's always pretty much... Well, yeah. no, he played Strat yeah, there for a while. For a bit, right? And then I don't know what the fuck it was in the Run DMC video. It was all cut away and yeah. shit. It was pretty badass looking. Oh, Jeez, where do we go from that? Production and overall sound. Yeah. What'd you give it besides a one? I didn't. I gave oh. it a I gave it a three. I think it's it's like that cool uh seventies production. You and I both like it, uh the seventies style production pretty well, right? Oh yeah. How can um, you go wrong with the seventies? Christ, dude, we were born in the fucking seventies. Yeah. So that I don't have any complaint about that. If I did have a complain about the production on the record i think there could be a little bit more low end but that wasn't really the style back then so it's a good sounding record and then this is an og copy and it's you know it's a little bit beat up but but it still sounds pretty good i thought it played really well there's only a couple pops yeah it still played pretty good for and and i'm sure it was wore the fuck out because trust me when i when i ran this sucker through your spin clean yeah <laughs> you ought to seen you ought to seen the fucking uh tar that's when there's a bunch of shit on the bottom tar of the reservoir. and probably yeah. uh, uh weed residue <laughs> and god knows hell they might have even done some rails off of this motherfucker at some point in his and life then you can tell that like this was sitting in somebody's collection flat because it's got that classic round you can yeah. see where the record is in the sleeve but it's not warped no it's and, not warped um, i didn't there were no scratches just a few pops yeah like, I thought um, it was in pretty good shape, really, for how uh, well worn it was. It has know? character, yeah, kind of like this show, folks. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you got? I gave it a three five. Um, oh, I hear the uh, mini fridge just kicked on. Mm-hmm. We might have to get us a engineer to uh, do something <laughs> about that, but that's all right. That way, you folks know, hey, we're not bullshitting. That's right. But I think Jack Douglas. I think he did a great job on this one. And did he? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Did he do their first couple records too, or was this his first one? Oh. I can't remember. You know, if we ever did, yeah, I was just curious because I if, thought he did a pretty good job too. If we did any fucking research around here, yeah, um, you know, oh shit, smoking computer, what are you doing over there, buddy? Dude, was he listening to the Humpty Dance? He totally, yeah, he was. Um. I'm pretty sure he's a big Shock G fan, so... Who isn't we, a big Shock G fan? We'd like to send out our condolences to yeah. Digital Underground and his family. Yes, it was sad hearing this week that Shock G had passed on, but yep. hey, just remember, even though they're gone, they've left their musical legacy, That's right. so if you haven't ever heard Digital Underground, go check them out. They was pretty good. Yeah. Um... But uh, going with my production, I did say Sweet Emotion. It has great bass, and if you didn't know it was a, re- if you didn't know that song was recorded in '75, you would almost think it was a new Aerosmith song. But 
I know you're not a fan. Mm-mm. And I get the part that you say because it, they did play the shit out of it. But, I mean, to me, it's just... It's kind of one of those quintessential songs that's on this album. I get that. And I know I'm in the minority here. I know there's a lot of people that are into all different kinds of music that love early Aerosmith, right? I just don't. I've always thought it sucked. And I'm just being honest. Including Sweet Emotion. That's a huge song, right? In that bass line at the beginning, right? I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. I don't like anything about this band. Well, see, that's the thing. Though. The, to me, the, the bass line that Tom Hamilton wrote for this, I thought it's, it's catchy as fuck. Um, and then Joe Perry, he's got the old talk box shit mm-hmm. going on. And that's that's a cool 70s thing, man. And, you know, it's it, not it, overdone. You know it's, it's cool when Peter Frampton does no, it. No, I was just going to say, it's not a Peter Frampton to where every fucking thing is. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. it's that is it's subtle, and you know he's doing volume swells with it. Right. Um, you know, I think Brad Whitford and Joe Perry they sound fucking tight as fuck playing on it. Um, and then the, the, the great the, vocal harmonies. The, I mean, the band is tight, right? I just don't like what they do. I don't. I've always thought they were just cheesy, and I don't like it. But see, that to me. I, I feel that same sentiment on pretty much anything after Done With Mirrors. Uh, right, right. You know, so Permanent Vacation. I know it was a huge album. I mean, they had some good songs on it, mm-hmm. you know, for their comeback album. But, you know, I, to me, after that, everything just is tanking. And to me, that's Bubblegum Aerosmith. I, I want the I want the fucking full drug effect Aerosmith, <laughs> the toxic fucking twins, right. you know. Giant piles of cocaine. Yeah, well, <laughs> Steven Tyler said it himself in interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he had millions of dollars and they all went up his nose. So I yep. believe it. Um, where the fuck are we at? Overall listening experience. Oh, okay. So this one, um, I went ahead and I gave it a four. Yeah. Um. You know, I think this is a great album. I think it's a great go-to, um, especially if you're, you know, kind of short on time. To me, side two of this album shines brighter than side one. Um, you know, I'd be cool dropping side two, letting mm-hmm. it play through and, you know, being done with it. But I do pull this one out from time to time. And, you know, it's just, I just like it. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a popular record. Um, this might surprise you. Uh, for overall listening experience, I gave it a one. <laughs> Holy fuck, folks. Uh, no, nah, I kind of had him pegged for that. I just, I can't, anybody who knows me knows that I've always hated Aerosmith. It's a band that I just never got. And I know that I'm in the minority there. I know that obviously like the later the bubblegum stuff you're talking about is hugely popular. But a lot of people love this early stuff, these early records. I fucking, to me, it's all just shit. I know. But to me, like I said, I, I think Rocks is a better album. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because if you start off at the beginning of their catalog, okay, you know, they got two songs on that album, two songs on that album, and then two songs, or well, then this album, you know, there's a lot more. Yeah. But this album's still not as heavy as Rocks was. And then Rocks is when you can tell the damn cocaine train was a rolling because that one there is loaded. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll be doing that episode anytime soon, <laughs> folks. But, uh, you know, like I said, I I just liked it. Um, 
I'm, I guess I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen them live? <laughs> that answer would be no. Um, That answer is also no for me, but... I figured you would have seen them over the years. Well, uh, me and my wife, your sister, had tickets to go see them back in... <clears throat> Damn, folks, the pollen is still heavy down here. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to go see them, I, I think it was 2008. Or it might have been nine is either 08 or 09 we actually had tickets for it and then like a week before they were coming to i think that was going to be at blossom Mm -hmm. dipshit tyler fell off the fucking stage and broke his leg oh right and they were doing they were going to do this whole album in its entirety and zz top was fucking opening so it would have been the first time i got to see either one of those bands and i was fucking pissed yeah um, one of those bands would have been awesome to oh, see. Oh no, you ain't gonna tell me about ZZ Top. If if y'all haven't ever seen ZZ Top, y'all need to get out and fucking go do it. But I do want to throw something that I did think was funny about this because yeah. honestly, I do think uh, we've mentioned every song on side two except for another great song, which was a single. Um, y- you know, you see me crying. Um, that song, you know, to me, it had great vocals by Steven on that one. Mm-hmm. And I did love the piano and the strings on that. And I still think it's better than any of their bubblegum ballads that they did. You know, like in the 90s yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, that's funny you say that. You know what uh, I really loved about that song? The end? Nothing. I love uh, nothing at all about that no, song. No, but here, <laughs> I, I told you I was going to drop a little knowledge on you. All right. Okay, so um, I guess one time... Um, I don't know, like Joe and Steve, and I think it was back when they were playing in the Back in the Saddle tour when they were doing the Dumb with Mirrors album in like 84. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, a radio DJ, he played the song for Tyler, and Tyler, he was like suffering memory loss from years of <laughs> drug use. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Steve and Tyler really liked the song, and he goes, he suggested, um, he goes, Hey, Joe, he goes, maybe we should record this song. And Joe Perry just looked at him and said, it's us, fuckhead. <laughs> I mean. Holy shit. That's, that to me is the shit that legends are made of. That is the best thing about this episode right there. Holy no, shit. But I'm just saying, man. And uh, Okay, so we'll get into. Okay, so let's go back to one more song out of there. And then yeah. I don't care. Then we can recap and get the fuck out of here for the week. Yeah. Um. I got to bring up Walk This Way. I think it's possibly one of the greatest riffs ever written. Um, Aerosmith was brought back from the Toxic Twin Skids and got a second chance in life and everything else by that song when one Mr. Rick Rubin talked Run DMC into remaking that hit. Mm. Um, History and millions were made. And do you know how that song got its how it was inspired i don't all right so let's drop a little more knowledge on trav this week folks um it was actually inspired by the film young frankenstein no shit or frankenstein as Mm -hmm. gene wilder might have said i do love that movie let's go allow me master oh thanks very much Walk this way. This way.
Um, I think that the time the band was recording the track, um, they had went out to see the movie and they just got inspired by, you know, the walk, you know, when he's like, no, walk this way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that yep. part of the movie. So, you know, I did, I I knew you wasn't a big fan of this, but I, I tried to bring a little of the more humorous tidbits yeah. out of it. I get it. Oh, and I got I got another thing for you on the song that you hated, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet Emotion. Um, evidently, uh, it must have been one of their managers or something. Uh, Frank Connolly had uh, sold Aerosmith to Lieber Krebs for what, you know, the band had no idea what what he sold them for mm-hmm. so on sweet emotion they used backward hand claps and all four of them are in the studio chanting fuck you frank <laughs> and it's rumored that if you play it backwards you can hear them saying fuck you frank yeah, well. so hey if you got an old shitty turntable actually my turntable you can play it in reverse we should check oh, it out. oh yours plays in reverse yeah okay fans so we will we'll do that we will try it because yeah mine doesn't unless you Spin it yeah, by yeah. hand and, you know, but uh, th- I think that's something that we need to look into a little deeper and we can bring you that update on a later show. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Steven was talking to someone back in 1997 when he was talking about that. And I, I, I seen that and I said, oh, hell, that's funny for our listeners. Wow. So, um, um, I don't know. Head to the recap. I mean, yeah, we can. I mean, you know, this album. Why know. don't th- let's do it slightly different this week? J- all my scores are just ones. Recap yours, because uh, you really do like this album. I did like it. I I thought you'd at least now, like some aspect. I, of I beat it. the shit out of it for the whole episode, so there's no sense in <sighs> recapping my scores. Jeez. Okay, so I mean, I think we were both pretty close on the album cover and artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I said, I bounced from a three to a two point five on that. Um, strong tracks. I gave it a four. Um, you know, it, I think it's, it, it's, it's like I said, it's not as good of an album as rocks is, but I, I think it shows. I like this one because this was where they were kind of really coming into their own mm-hmm. playing wise and songwriting wise versus, you know, like I said, their older stuff. The other two albums had some hit, miss stuff on it yep. this to me was you know they were coming together as a group in my mind and actually coming up with new material instead of playing stuff that they played live out in the bar circuit yeah. and all that you know so uh favorite track i gave it a four and i chose no more no more and honestly like i said folks side two of this album i really love side two of this album uh, track to avoid, I gave it a one. It's Uncle Saudi, and you chose all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me the fucking side eye over here, folks. <laughs> He's like, "Get the fuck out of here already!" I'm tired of talking about this shit. So deep cuts. I went. Uh, I gave it a five. I went round and round. I thought it was a great Brad Whitford song, and you know, I think it's it's a good dark song on this album. And production and overall sound. I think we were close to each other on that. You gave it a three. I gave it a three five. Yeah. Uh, production and uh, um, album cover artwork, you and I were close. Everything else, we were far apart. Okay. And overall listening, I went ahead and gave it a four. And we won't ask Travis what his views were. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. It's a one. He's at a it's one. It's a one all day. He's at a one. 
you know why he gave it a one <laughs> because he cannot give it a zero because we rate from one to five on this show. That's true, but my heart says zero. Oh, but his heart says zero. <laughs> Jeez. Well, um, hopefully uh, next week he's a little more chipper when we bust out the. Uh, um, I guess it's the uh, what is that? The sophomore album from yeah, Cinderella? Cinderella. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do. I, I do like that record more than this one. I'll okay, just, so, so maybe he'll uh, hell, maybe he'll dip into some Boone's Farm or something this week and you know relive the wonderful days of Cinderella, who is not a hair band by the way. They were a great uh, rock and blues act back in the eighties. Hey, before we do the uh. The closing little bit that we usually do. I just because I don't like this band that much. I cannot join in this week. Yeah. You have to do it on your own. It's got to be solo. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I get I I guess I got to change it again, folks. <laughs> change it on the fly. All right. But anyway, um, next week's episode. You know, make sure you guys uh, listen to it. It's going to be Cinderella, Long Cold Winter. Um, can, can we do a teaser though? Then for the season finale right now, can we throw that out there? Because you talked about it a little bit before, but can we throw it out? What the actual record's going to be? Well, I'm sure our Australian fans are mm-hmm. probably pretty stoked about it, and I would hope our American friends and actually any of our fans in the world would love to hear this. So we're doing that Cinderella record next week, which is going to be fun, and then the season finale the following week is. Uh, going to be acdc powerage powerage can't wait for that I, one i Fuck. love i love that album it's just so good throwing it out there so honestly before you come over before we do the next two episodes yeah i'm prescribing to you mm-hmm. uh drink i don't give a shit what you drink but eat two snickers bars <laughs> before you walk into the studios <laughs> I'm going to dress like Angus for the Powerage episode. Uh, I'm going to come over with shorts and a a hat. As long as he doesn't walk in with a Jerry Cantrell blue Speedo (laughs) playing the bagpipes like Bond (laughs) probably would have, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, friends, this is, I mean, I thought it was a good episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. Obviously, (laughs) Travis uh, (laughs) didn't want to budge on his uh, views of it, Mm -hmm. but I think it was an okay show. Um like I said before, if you guys got any questions, comments, hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or hit us up on the Facebook Facebook page. Yep. And I guess I got to throw it out there this week. You know, if you don't like Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews, fuck, fuck you. you.